Guys, if you want some extra content, I know a guy who can sort you out, and the guy's me, and I'm about to sort you out now. Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast for all the extra content you can get your filthy little fat fingers into. Just finger the of content getting your big greedy mouths if you don't want to actually type in www.patreon.com for slash slag podcast there's a link in the description of the audio and the video of the podcast so if you're watching on youtube which you should and subscribe get on the link there if you're listening wherever you listen to spotify apple soundcloud wherever do that and also if you haven't already rate and review the podcast help me to help you because hey guys we're moving on to bigger and better things so the help you give me will hopefully give me the ammunition to feed you in a roundabout way too okay so do that it'll be a nice time don't know why i'm doing this I'm not a politician guys my show bits and pieces at the ulster hall is on saturday the 10th of september 2022 if you want to go and have a good time with your friends this is what you can do. I mean, I was going to say, I don't know what that... If you want to go and have a good time with your friends, you can. Does that mean come to my show? I don't know. But if you want to come to my show and have a good time with your friends, do that. If you want to come by yourself and have a good time, do that. What I'm saying is, it's going to be a good time. And if you want to come, the ticket link is in the description. But if you don't want to follow the description, like I said before with the Patreon, you can go to like the Ulster Hall website or Ticketmaster or wherever you get whatever you want. You and your friends can have a good time, bits and pieces. It's going to be my best show yet. It's going to be my last big show for the foreseeable. And by that, I mean I probably won't do a brand new hour next year. Come and see it. The Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are both modest by nature and modest by name. They have a website, which is www.modestbeer.co.uk. They have Instagram. They have Facebook. They have Twitter. Whence their handle is at Modest Beer. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, check them out on social media or via their website. Thank you for sponsoring the show and thank you for your continued support. Modest Beer. I'm the Slag Guy. Guys, welcome to the Slag Guy podcast. What is happening? I'm coming in strong. I'm coming in full of energy today. I'm coming in to tell you this one's going to be short and sweet. Why is it going to be short and sweet? Because we have a million of things to do. Guys, it's going to be short and sweet because we have a million things to do. It's going to be short and sweet because also it's I'm an emotional wreck, okay? This will be the last ever Sly Guy podcast in this studio. It's not the last one ever. Some people going, yes, mate. Yes, brother. And some people going, fuck's sake. But it's not the last ever Sly Guy podcast. It is the last Sly Guy podcast in this studio with this set, you know, with this these memories, with the memories of the Sly Guy podcast, with the memories of the Boytown podcast. This studio will be no more. We're moving studios. Why are we moving studios, I hear you ask? And I will tell you, because the UDA have put us out. No, only joking. They haven't put us out yet. We're moving because... The new space we have makes more sense, you know, it makes more sense to move, it gives us an opportunity to have a solo Sly Guy podcast space, it gives us an opportunity to have a better space for the guest podcast, which by the way is available 
on Patreon. So that's every Friday we have a guest episode. Sometimes we have guest episodes on here, but whenever we move it over to to there, the new space, it'll be a bespoke studio to welcome guests. It will also benefit the Psychic and the Stand-Up podcast, which is, again, at the moment, solely available on Patreon, which is where myself and my friend Psychic Glenn get down and dirty with guests. It's a nice time. It's a fun time. But there's going to be a change, and that's going to be it. So I don't know how the new studio is going to look. I have an idea of how I would like it to look. I have an idea of certain things I would like to do there. There's a lot of deconstruction needed with this studio space. There's a lot of work required um, to get us ready to go. But overall, I feel like it, it, it makes sense. Everything in life changes, but you is take that say. But generally, you need to move with things. You need to you know reinvent yourself a bit. I think the new space will be better for everyone. So there we have it. That's what the plan is this week so i'm here now i need to wrap this podcast probably within half an hour just to be short and sweet podcast to wet your whistles and let you know hey the sly guy podcast is here we're going to be back with, with the next the next episode in the new space how that, how that may look we, we don't know there's going to be a lot of interior designing which by the way was what i wanted to be when i was a young boy when i was 15 my dream was to be an interior designer now i'm 36 and being able to kind of fulfill this fantasy a little bit. Now I have to deconstruct this studio first, which could end up being an absolute disaster. But who cares? We're only young once, and then we all die. So give things a go, and it'll be all good. That's my motto. So yeah, that's the plan. Doing that, moving studios, and just getting getting ready to go. And skedaddle to the other side. And it's just one of these things that I didn't realise at the time. Like, I just want to take this sign down. It, fe- it feels like it's very sturdy. Oh, no. You know what? It's coming off all right. It's coming off all right. We'll tear it off. The end of the episode, we'll rip it off. It's stuck to the wall. I don't know what with. I didn't actually erect it. Somebody else erected it. And it wasn't me. It was Ben. The snake rat erected it. And you might notice this. See any solo podcasts I've done? He's not been here to do it with me. So, hey, Ben. Where's your loyalty? You're sacked. <laughs> Moving studios, you're finally sacked. This studio was what we had. We This was our link. This was like a house that a wee married couple have. When a married man and his wife of a couple. I know you're probably going to go, excuse me, a married man as what? <laughs> what about a married man and his husband? What about a married wife and his wife? Huh? Dave? I sounded peculiarly like Psychic Glenn there. Maybe he has used the psychic powers through this orb to get into my mind and hit me with that. But what I'm saying is, it's like a married couple have split up and they still have the house. And they want to still try to be amicable for the sake of the kids. But the house is the last fucking pawn. They need to get rid of the house to move forward. And that's what we're doing so I can get rid of Ben. That's a lot of effort, a lot of cost, but it'll be worth it in the long run. <laughs> but that's the plan moving spaces and I mean with a few things in mind for what we're going to do with the space and you know only joking I'm not actually sacking Ben by the way I need him to help me move and to help me produce the podcast and to set up my lights and stuff but for the meantime um, I think I think um, it's a good move and I'm excited about it you know I'm actually excited about 
going somewhere different and being in a in a better space and you know reinventing how the podcast looks because I feel like this um this space you know it's not got boring it's always fun and it's always interesting and you know I feel each episode has its own merit now I do think last week's podcast was totally shit now do you want to know some little truths? Do you want to know a little bit behind the candelabra? Okay, I'll tell you. Last week's episode recorded by 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but I just wasn't in the mood because I was running out of time. And I had to go home to my family who are probably going to give off to me about stuff and be like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking, let me go. Um, but that's, that, that's the truth of the matter. You know, so again, I need to get back. I need to get lots done here. But what actually happened when I got here to record, I got so quickly into going fuck's sake and fucking I tried to like fix, open the wee memory card, which locks for the, the camera. Now you know I'm a technophobe and I, I broke it and I had to then use my big fucking Shrek ogre hands to try and fix it. And I thought I, I balls it. Um, but thankfully, I didn't. And we're all okay. Um, just need to send a quick email here. Um, give it. Someone's looking at my address. I don't know... Um, why or for what reason but they want my address and hey listen who am I to not take them at their word weird it's a guy called Babatunde Agarambo and he says he's a king from Nigeria and he wants to know my details listen here Agarambo you're welcome Um, there we go sent problem solved so multitasking in the world that's where we're at we're just working here we're clearing out i'm looking at all this like um all this soundproofing or sound restriction and i don't know what i'm gonna do with that i imagine i'm gonna have to paint in here tidy it fucking do the works it's gonna be i might need to enlist help and i need me i might need to ask my old dad to come up and help me someday <laughs> which he might do or he might not but I think it'll probably save me time if I've got him to help and come paint it with me and maybe at the end of the week. So we'll do that. That's what we'll do. I'll ask my old dad come and help me and see what he does. Just to get my deposit back because it's going to cost me a fucking fortune moving to the next spot. But sure, that's the story. What else has been happening other than the move? Um, hopefully, yes, again, you just like what I'm going to do because I've let my wife get involved in the... Um, interior design of the new space and she somehow talked me into a different colour scheme now will the Sly Guy podcast retain the orange and black I think so I think that's what we will keep but the guest episode different theme Glenn psychic in the stand up podcast will be slightly different as well it'll be something to behold whether it works who knows this is why life is exciting you try new things and you see how it pans out. But anyway, I wanted to actually talk about something that I really want to talk about in last week's podcast, but I forgot and it was something had happened to me that um, changed me entirely as a man, both as a as a an individual and as a parent and as a dad. I am um, murdered the first I murdered the first creature that I have murdered um and it was quite a I, I don't want to say tra- it, it was quite traumatic to be fair it was quite a 
it was quite a, a, a moment. I killed an animal. I watched it. I looked into its eyes as I killed it. And it didn't feel good about it. Now, I need to question things. I need to go, am I now going, is this a start for me? I've killed an animal. Am I now going to be a serial killer? Because now what they say, you start off with small animals and you start moving on to people. And that's the progression of a serial killer. Now, am I, is that what's going to happen to me? I don't know. It's like, I suppose you've ever seen the film Minority Report? Um, and I'm, I'm Minority Report is a film with Tom Cruise, not just um, what Rishi Sunak wants to see before he sends people off to fucking Uganda for no reason, or Rwanda, or both. Oh, Uganda's in my head because that's where Aaron Butler is, which is weird. Now, you all know Aaron Butler's one of my best friends. Why are you in Uganda? All places to go on holiday, but neither here nor there. They just send people to Rwanda. They're like, listen, refugees, see ya. And that's was a wee minority joke. So the Minority Report is a film whereby basically it's set in the future, and there are these weird wee alien creatures called. I, I think they're called like precocks or something. These wee precocks are just like living underwater, going oh, and then when they're going oh, they see crimes. And then I think that we pray. Now, this is paraphrasing, and I might get this wrong. And maybe it's been a while since I've seen this film. But I think that we pray cocks. Like they go, oh, and then they do little like mahogany shits. They do these wee, oh, things. They do all this in this water. And then they do this wee mahogany shit. And this wee mahogany shit comes down and lands in a ball. And I think like the scientist takes it out, puts it into like a, it's like a wee mahogany shit hard drive, puts it in a computer, and then it sees crimes that are going to be committed in the future. Now, in this, Tom Cruise was, like, obviously a top policeman guy because that's all Tom Cruise ever is. And in that, they were like, gonna, they were like, we need to arrest you. And he was like, why? Murder? And he's like, no way. I. He's like, no way, man, I wouldn't murder shit. And they're like, well, according to the wee precocks, mahogany shites, you're dead. So they... We're chasing him, trying to find out whether he killed someone, and as transpired, the precocks are never wrong. He did. So what I want to know is like part of this profiling mean that I'm now gonna, am I gonna kill some people? Am I gonna become a serial killer? Am I gonna get a buzz off it? I don't know. But I killed a creature. You're probably going, what creature did you kill? I killed my grand. No, I killed a pigeon. And you're probably going, did I do it on purpose? Yes, I killed a pigeon on purpose now I feel like before I get to the point where I explain why I killed the pigeon on purpose I need to explain the backstory of what got me into the position whereby I killed a pigeon on purpose now again like the precox and Tom Cruise and all it's like well, he didn't do that he got himself in a position where he saw that he did do it and he's like yeah I did kill this guy self defence whatever don't hate the player hate the game same kind of thing with me and this pigeon right I was in my garden my dog Vinny was in the back garden I just was in the kitchen, doing a bit of washing up, looked out in the garden, didn't see the dog. Went, fuck's sake. Went out to the garden, called him a couple of times, no word from him. I was like, fucking big, stupid, blonde bastard. And then I heard my neighbour, who's also not not a big, stupid, blonde bastard. She does a blonde hair, lovely woman. Um, shout, he's in here, Dave. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. So I called him again. Now, Vinny has this ability to just bosh through things he's a big dog you know I've spent my my ongoing life mission is to prevent him from escaping from a garden 
and he somehow always finds a way. The son of a bitch has cost me a lot of money. Now, I have different things to do. I've had like little bit of wiring, I've had fencing, I've had sheets netting, I've had, all I need to do is, I think I need to have all the bushes in my garden removed and I need to have a proper fence installed, like, you know, a proper, like, prison fence and then replant the trees again. It's the only way to stop them escaping. But I went through a period of where I was just buying loads of big terracotta pots. Like, at one point, I think I spent 50 quid on a singular terracotta pot. Now, you think how cheap terracotta pots are and you think how much money would go in to be 50... You think how big 50 pounds worth of terracotta pot is? That's big, and I was just blocking holes these terracotta pots left, right, centre, and then somehow he's found a new hole in my neighbour's garden, and I was like, fuck's sake. So I called him, and he just, like a racehorse, you heard, dum ba dum ba dum flew through the bush, just his weight and momentum just straight through, and I said, like, you son of a bitch. He was so happy with himself, never have seen a dog happier in my life, running about all, I said, you get inside before I fucking... Never hit him, you know what I mean, before I fucking pretend I'm going to hit you, but I won't. I'll just go, well, get inside and close the door. But that was fine. He came back in. I said to my neighbour, thank you, cheers. It'll, it'll not happen again. It will. It always does, right? So then as I'm going back to the door, I put my hand on the door handle. She just goes, ah! Now, I don't know whether she's just gone boogaloo or something's up. And I was like, what? She goes, there's a dead bird in my garden. And I, that's not how she speaks, by the way. I don't know why I've done that voice. Because there's a dead bird in my garden. I was like, all right, okay, shit. So now in my head, I'm going, well, what do you want me to do about it? Put it in the bin. And I thought, no, what? You know, I'll not do that. She's a lady. I'll go around and help her. Because, again, that's just what guys do. And I said in last week's podcast, which I wouldn't remember if I recorded it a week after, but I recorded 10 minutes ago, that the role of a dad in a family... It's twofold. You carry things and you get killed if someone burgles the house first. You're the first line of defence if someone breaks into the house and you carry things. That's it. So that's the role of a dad within a family, you know, within a wider community. If you're a dad, you just have to do dad jobs that other people don't do. Like kill a spider. Oh, Dads have to do that, you know. Um change the oil in a car dads would do that I don't do that I get my actual dad to still do that because I'm not a proper dad but if there's an issue with a, with a lady and the neighbour and you have to do some manly stuff you have to do it so I thought right fuck I'll do my chivalrous duty I'll go around and have a look now in my head I'm thinking it'll just be a bird I'll go shovel it put it in the bin whatever wasn't dead was it this motherfucker was just lying in the corner like Argh! That's the noise a pigeon makes. Pigeons kind of go, like an old, an old Birmingham woman looking for a cup of tea. Brew, 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 mate. Give us a brew. Um, and I was looking at it going on though, and weirdly I got down to see if it was alive or not. I could see it was doing this, so I knew it was alive, you know. But when I looked in its wee eyes, it looked reptilious. It looked all like fucking stinking. Its wee legs were all, and I thought, you're gross. But then... My neighbour was like, oh, thank goodness for Vinny. And I went, what do you mean? She goes, well, if he hadn't been in the garden, I wouldn't have seen outside and seen there was this bird in the corner in trouble. And in my head, I'm thinking, if it wasn't for Vinny, I imagine the bird probably wouldn't be in this condition because now he wouldn't eat it. He's not a bird eater. He's a bird jump. He would jump on it and like play with it like a ball. So I imagine what probably happened, he jumped on this bird, did a wee bit of... and hurt it, maybe broke its back. 
because he's a big boy. No, not on purpose, but I think that's happened. So I was like, right, I need to kill this guy because put it out of its misery. That's what you do. People say, if you see a sick bird, put it out of its misery. Now, I don't want to touch it with my hands because everyone knows pigeons are the rats of the sky. You don't want to touch those dirty bastards and end up getting some sort of condition like polio. I don't want to be in 2022 and get polio from a pigeon, okay? Sorry, call me old-fashioned, but this guy not getting polio off a pigeon, all right? Fuck that. I'd rather just let it die in in, 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 in pain. And I said to Carol, I was like, listen, get, he's about to die. And she was like, no, he's not. He's I like, Don't worry about it. He will. So I was like, just leave him. And I was about to walk away. And you could tell she was uncomfortable with the situation. She didn't want to have a dying bird in her back garden. Like, does anyone want the bird dying in their back garden? No. Not at all. Last thing you want. But I said, right, okay, I'll put it out of its misery. Now, I didn't know what to do. I was like, do you have a... Do you have a, a weapon? And she went, yeah, and gave me a shovel. Now I went, right, what the fuck am I going to do with a shovel? I've never murdered anything before. I'm not a sociopath. I I have empathy. I'm not a psycho. I thought, you know what? I will just do whatever it is. I will kill this bird with this shovel. Now everyone always says, if you have to kill something or put it out of its misery, you need to do it as quickly and as painlessly as possible. So I had to look in the shovel to be like, how the fuck am I going to... What's painful what's a slow what's a least slow and least painful way to and i went i know decapitate it now with hindsight stupid idea at the time having never killed him before i think decapitating the pigeon is totally rational that's why the french used the guillotine head off no bother you don't even feel it albeit you can see apparently for like a split second you'd be like oh look at fat body with no head there oh bollocks that's me uh, and then you die but I walked over to the pigeon I put both my feet across and I stood above it like the fucking Highlander oh and I was about to and she went what are you doing I was like killing it she goes are you going to cut it in half and I was like well yeah probably like I'm not well fuck do you want me to do you could kill it yourself but you asked me to do it she was like, well, don't want you to cut it in half because there'll be guts everywhere. And I went, yeah, true point, but it's not my garden. Once dead, that's not my problem. The cleanup, your job, the actual act, I'll do. I'll kill it. I don't want to kill it, but I'll kill it. You can, you know, whatever. And she went, I'll see if of anything else. Now, at this point, I think she's looking at me like I'm a completely mental guy. Like, are you? I was like, yeah, I was going to kill it, whatever. She found a brush. She gave me a brush and a shovel and I was left with this pigeon to be like, right, what do I do? So what I did, and and it's a moment that'll stay with me forever because it looked right in my eyes just before I killed it. And I didn't feel any sort of power. I didn't feel any kind of um, pride. But what I did, I took the shovel with my left hand. I just cut its head off now. (laughs) I took the shovel with my left hand and pressed down on the back of the pigeon so it couldn't move not that it could anyway because Finney had probably broken its back I put the brush shaft like under its its head and like in the wee crevice of the wall at the back and formed like a lever so I had its neck between the shovel and the lever and I just went <clears throat> like that and I just whatever way I caught broke its neck and broke it like the neck was like broken back over on itself and it was dead by this point 
and I felt a rush like I've never felt before or since. Oh, as soon as its neck went, I just went full boner. I was like, oh, no, I didn't. That's weird. I, I felt terrible. I felt really sad. Now, I do hear pigeons, but I felt bad about that. But it was dead, at least, because it was moving around in a way that wasn't very comfortable, and it was going to die. Then I used the shovel, put it in a couple of bin bags, and threw it in her bin. She was like, can you put it in your bin? And I was like, no, obviously not. It died in your garden. You need to give it a burial. Did I say a prayer for it? Yes, do I believe in God? I don't know. But I'm not going to be disrespectful to a dead whatever that I've just killed. So that was an interesting experience for me. As a man, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, there's the coming of ages and moments in life, there's things you need to do. I think as, 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 a, as a man, I've killed my first animal. I think now that if, you know, animals are in any misery, I'm just going to put them, put them out of it. That being said, I will carry a hammer with me at all times in case there's just things that need put out of put out of misery. I'll do it. You know? But it was an interesting experience and one that I think will live with me. Sometimes when I close my eyes at, at night and sleep, I see the wee stupid reptilian face, which, you know, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I was looking at its feet, then its head, or otherwise maybe the pigeon had polio and that's what's going on, but it wasn't a nice experience. I wasn't a nice pigeon. It wasn't like the time a pigeon had broken its wing in my old house and didn't put it out of its misery because it was a sexy pigeon and was still running around, just couldn't fly. And then what happened was I rang my mum and she knew a guy who was into pigeons. He came and took the pigeon, put it in his wee loft and phoned a wee number around the pigeon's leg and the guy came from Sunderland to collect the pigeon to make it into a stud pigeon because it was apparently an expensive pigeon. Didn't give me a penny fuck you but I'm a murderer now so guys don't be um, don't be fucking with me you know don't be me don't be putting negative comments in the video don't be disrespecting the work because I, I've murdered now I've broken necks to death I have broken necks to mortem post mortem I've mortemed I have mortemed another creature the creature that, that fucked with me got mortemed and it didn't even fuck with me it was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and got mortemed by me. So there you go. Enjoy this episode. Get mortemed. Alright, this is what they were going to call it. You get mortemed if you mess with Davy. And that's what happened. The, the, the bloody pigeon got mortemed. It's dead. And I'm tired. And that's it. Alright guys, so how do you feel about that? And I do hope it's not a gateway into serial killing. If it is, this will probably be used in evidence, which will be awkward. Speaking of things being used in evidence, I'm watching a show on Netflix at the minute called Innocent, I want to say. And it's a show about a guy who was in, found guilty of a crime. He's been proven innocent and released. I think it's called Innocent. I watched a show called Informer on my holidays last week when I was travelling over on the boat. 10 out of 10 really good time had Paddy Considine in it good actor and it was just a nice time I would recommend watching Informer and also maybe Innocent and also Love Island I will always watch Love Island but now Love Island's going to be shit because the last week and it's just all lovey-dovey annoying shit I like people being bitches backstabbing you know I like Andrew I want Andrew to win Love Island because he's a titty-sucking motherfucker um, anyway Phil has asked You've landed in Antalya, 
Money's no object. What are you getting done first? Now, I assume that's somewhere in Turkey to do teeth and hair. The the first answer you'd expect me to say would be hair. But you know what? I'm okay with being a bald guy. It doesn't bother me. It's natural. It falls out. I have so much testosterone. You know why? Huge balls and a huge dick. So, you know, being a bit bald and having a big dick and balls, that doesn't bother me. Wouldn't it be worse if it was a full head of hair and a micro penis? Yeah, but guess what? I have a big grey dick and some big grey balls. So open your big grey mouth and suck it. So what I would do if I went there and money was no object, I'd get liposuction. There you go. Because I'm trying to lose weight because I'm too fat and miserable about it. But I just feel like liposuction isn't something that's going to be like life-alteringly painful. You know, I think of the hair would be sore and then it could look shit and you'd be like, fuck's sake. I've seen that girl from Belfast that got her teeth done in Turkey. They look really sore. And here's another thing. Why do people get their teeth shaved down? Surely that's agony. Surely that is absolutely agony. People do it anyway. All for looks. And guess what, guys? This is what you tune in this podcast for. Guess what? Spoiler alert. Looks fade. It's what's inside the counts. See, one thing I'll tell you, and you'll know this if you have a partner that you love. From the day you're born, they say your eyes are the same size. So you're born, your eyes don't grow that. They're your eyes. From the day you're born to the day you die, they're the window to your soul. As the body ages around the eyes, the eyes remain the same. You still have the same eyes. You look into your partner's eyes and you go, I love those eyes. This is my person. I love you. And you'll always love that. So it's important to know you're with someone, not for their looks, but for their, their personality. You know, it also helps if they've got nice boobs, but, you know, each to their own. Eyes are important. Another thing I do want to also question, if any doctors are out there, I know there's a few medical people listening to this podcast for medical advice, but... Or is your sphincter the same size on the day you're born as your eyes are? Or does it change over time? Because my baby does shits the size of mine. And I don't know whether that's because she's got super colon or eats too much. They're logs, you know. For someone so small, she drops logs. That's all I'm saying. But liposuction, my friend. I'd be tempted to get a gastric band as well, but then I think that'd be sore too. Like if they put that in, it hurts. Gross. Um, Patrick Quinn has said, do hecklers ever ruin your mood during a gig at all? Or are you just good at laughing it off and turning the tables to make them look like a dick? Well, yeah, I can do that. But if they just don't get the message, it's a fucking nightmare. And I get more annoyed if gigs are ruined for other people than I do if it's annoying. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm still... I'm still getting paid, to be fair, and then going home to the family, you know, I'm like, oh, there's my dough, there's my money, take it all, feed the children for a week. Whereas, it's more the people that have paid to see you, I get annoyed for, you know, because if there's one fucking idiot ruining it, it can be a disaster. But if you get put, if you get heckled and you get put down, or you put them down, they should shut up, but then if they're stupid and not listening, they just carry on, don't they? Um, but yeah, do I like hecklers? No, I think hecklers need... I think more venues need to fucking buck people out for being hecklers, to, to be honest. I think more security need to do more about because it is a problem. Marco said, Dear Lord, hope you had a nice time off on Necker Island or Dubai or wherever you were. Have you seen those arseholes, Branson, Musk and Bezos? They never fuck up about spaceships flying to Mars and that. 
and they're literally fuck all up there. Would you do a gig in space and how would you cope with shitting and pissing into a vacuum cleaner? Well, I mean, pissing and shit into a vacuum cleaner would be alright. I've done that plenty of times. I've come into vacuum cleaners as well many times. But I wouldn't go to space. Space is something I don't think I'm equipped for physically or mentally. I'm too large, my wee lungs are too sore and I don't see why I need to be there when I'm fine on Earth. So it's not for me. Oh, there's more from Marco here. Apparently one can aim, target, and hit a fellow astronaut in space with a fart. You know, maybe it would change. Like, if, if I could hit, drop laser farts at people, yes, I would go to space for that. And uh, Maybe Musk, Branson, and Bezos want to have a fart war in space. Well, that would be what I would pay to see. Um, let's see. Aaron has said, what is, why is why is everything funnier in a Scouse accent? Because it's terrible, it's all high-pitched snowmies. Oh, this is this video I've seen from the Hot Water Green Room podcast. It's about, a, coincidentally, a guy making a heckler cry, which is good. Tony Carl, you call him. Funny-looking chap. He looks like a shave, Kieran Bartlett. Um, but yeah, it's a good clip. I advise people have a nosy there. Um, Taylor said, Are you aware you have a twin in Ballyclare? Nice poetry. No, I'm not aware of that. But, I mean, if you know I have a twin in Ballyclare, please take a photo. Please let me know. Make me aware of my twin in Ballyclare. Bo. Um, Rodney Boyd has said... Rodney Boyd? Is Rodney Boyd a footballer? Let's see. No, Rodney, Rodney Brown's a footballer. There you go. That's what I thought. I thought Rodney Boyd was a footballer. Rodney Brown. There you have it. Um, what would what would your adult version of a Pug fan sell? And what song would it play? Um, well, if it's an adult Pug fan, because it would just have glory, just glory holes. You know, you just have but women glory holes. So, you know, it would just be the button vanny sticking on it. Fan. and the song we play would be um, Wait by the Wisp, the Ying Yang Twins Where do you see my dick? But it'd be like wouldn't sound good but no joking aside I would just replace the ice cream with pints and it'd just be draft pints coming out of the, the ice cream van and that would be it So there you go guys, that's it that's the end of the podcast that's the end of an era that's Sly Guy Podcast in the studio all done please don't wreck a sign it's off and uh, wowee, what a sight. That's going to take a lot of a lot of work to, oh no, rectify. But hey, it's all fun. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Sly Guy podcast in this studio. I hope you enjoyed it over the years and I hope you enjoy the move. Bet you never realised the sign was as big as it was, did you? doesn't look that big in the wall, but when you take it off, it can hide my whole body. So that's fairly, fairly large. Guys, listen, enjoy yourselves, take care, and I'll see you in the new studio when it's ready. Bye. I'm the slack guy.